It is the responsibility of the church to pray. The church needs to pray regardless. The scripture says, strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. But in this situation, when they caught the shepherds, the sheep continued. The church needs to pray. Not just for the world, not just for everything happening right now, but also for leadership. We have to pray in America here. We have to pray for our leader, the president of the United States of America. Yes, I mean Donald Trump. The Bible says we ought to pray for men in authority, men in leadership. Amen. It's not easy making the decisions they have to make, but God requires us to pray for them. So the Bible says while, while the church prayed, an angel intervened in Peter's situation and took him out of prison. And verse 10 says, and when they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate and that, lead, that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord had sent his angel and had delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the of the people of the Jews. Hallelujah. Where many were gathered together praying. See, they were still praying. Even up until this time, the church was still praying. But I'm about to show you something here. Something very funny, all right? Don't, don't just, just relax. I'm going to show you this, all right? And verse 13 says, And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 14, and when, that, that's not the funny thing, amen, don't laugh yet. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened up, the, not the gate, for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, it is his angel. Verse 16, but Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door, they saw him, and they were astonished. The church at this point was praying while Peter was sleeping, right? Watch this church. Now, when the angel came to intervene because of the prayer of the church for leadership, Peter got up, left prison, but the church did not believe that it was Peter at the door. Even the church, sometimes we forget the power behind our own prayers. We forget that when we pray, things happen. We forget that when we pray, situations change. You know, the earth moves when we pray. So sometimes we forget the power in the prayer of the church. And this is what I'm trying to share with us this morning, that we have to remember that our power makes tremendous, our prayer makes tremendous power available. We have to remember as a church that whenever we pray, something happens. Even Jesus said, I thank you, Father, and I pray because you hear me always. It means also that when we pray, he hears us always. And if God hears us, it means that he's going to answer us. For the Bible says, this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Hallelujah, he hears us. Church, listen, it's time to get up out of that slumber. Leadership, it's time to arise. While the church is praying, it's time for us to go forth and do great things in the name of the Lord Jesus. It is time. The church needs to pray. The church must pray. Because tremendous power is made available when the church prays. 
but they forgot. But it didn't dawn on them that God was actually answering their prayers in real time. For the Bible says that while they were praying, Peter was at the door knocking. And a little girl heard his voice and said, you know what, Peter is at the door. But they didn't believe it that that which they asked the Lord for had been granted while they were yet praying. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. While the church is on his knees praying, God is granting the request of the church. Unfortunately, when Peter came, they didn't realize it. They didn't recognize Peter, his voice. They said it was Peter's angel. Why? Because the church has forgotten the power in prayer. Not knowing that while we get on our knees to say anything, God is answering. For the Bible says, whatsoever we, we establish on earth, whatever we decree on earth, whatever we, we call forth on earth, there is an answer in heaven. The Bible says that when we gather and pray, heaven responds to our prayers. But you see, the church didn't get it. It felt like it was impossible, yet they were praying. Listen, when we open our mouth to pray, power is released. The church must remember this. There is no prayer from the church that is too weak. There is no prayer from the church that's too small. As long as there is prayer, there is power. I said this a while ago, no man can be greater than his prayer life. You can never be greater than your prayer life. Every praying church is a power-packed church. If the church will not pray, the church will not experience breakthroughs like they saw in Acts of the Apostles chapter 12. But as they prayed, even while they yet prayed, answer was at the door, knocking on the door. Church, when we pray, the answer is at the door knocking. The second we open our mouth to pray, God said, I will hear you. And if I hear you, I will answer you. God is answering prayers. In this season, I don't care what you think, what you feel, you know, but I want you to realize that God is indeed in this season answering prayers. Amen. If only you would get on your knees and open your mouth and cry out to God with a heart poured out to Him, God still answers prayers. Hallelujah. And the response of God to prayers is miracle or power being delivered. Hallelujah. When we pray, power flows. When we pray, power flows. When we pray, power flows. Church, it's time to get up and get together and pray. Can I show you something? It wasn't just a prayer meeting in the, in the temple. It was in someone's home. The Bible says in verse 12, And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. How did he know that was a prayer um, a venue for that day. How could he have known? If either God gave him insight or other Christians were everywhere else praying. See, we spoke a while ago of, of the church, you know, coming together and continuing the apostles' doctrine, Acts chapter 2, right? And God asked the church as such that should be saved. We saw that. But look at God here. While the church prayed, Peter was at the door knocking. And they prayed in someone's home, not only the temple. See, I believe that what's going on this season is preparing us to become the church of the Acts of the Apostles. Because I look at the book of Acts of the Apostles, actually it means the activities or the action movie we're watching of the Apostles. Right? That's the name of this movie right here we're watching. It never ended. It still will not end until Christ comes. 
Now we have to emulate what the Bible says, what they did from house to house. Having fellowship together, praying for leadership of the church, not gossiping, not sharing their own dirty opinions, not castigating the church or the leadership of the church, but we're praying for the church. This is what I call the church too. Solemn prayers for the church. Everywhere, gather your family, rise and pray. Because listen, let me tell you this. In this end times, power is not going to come from the government. Power will not come from the medical field. It won't come from the doctors or the nurses. They are trying their best. And I pray for them that God gives them insight. It's going to come from the praying church. Hallelujah. If there's one thing that will save the earth today, it's the power of the praying church. Hallelujah. And I urge the church, it's time to get up and rise and begin to pray. Before we go today, can I show you another scenario? Go to Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14. Amen. Acts 14. Another story. Now, this is about uh, Paul, right? I, I got to share this with you before we leave today. It's not going to be a long one today. I got to share this with you. Um, Acts 14, 19 says, And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, listen to this, they stoned Paul. Now, watch this. In chapter 8 of Acts of the Apostles, Paul was Saul then of Tarsus. Now, there was a young man who was preaching the gospel and Paul was the one who held, that was Stephen, right? Paul was the one who held the jacket of the people who were about to cast stones and stoned Stephen to death for preaching the gospel. Paul was a Pharisee. So in Paul's mind, he was doing God a favor by killing this young man. Can I take you back to Paul's conversion? When Saul met Jesus on the way to Damascus, he felt as a Lord, who are you? And Christ introduced himself and said, it is me, the one you persecute. Oh my goodness. But here Paul was, Saul, I mean Saul was, thinking he was doing God a favor by persecuting the church. Christ appears to him and tells him, I am the one you persecute. Oh my goodness, watch this. Everybody who goes around persecuting the church, you are not persecuting the pastor of the church, you are persecuting Jesus. Somebody said, well, what if the church is the wrong church? How do you know? Oh, God showed me a vision. That which is demonic. Is this, that, that, that. Let me tell you something. Even Christ said, let the tires and the weeds grow together. At the last day, he will separate the shaft from the wheat. It's not your job. You are not the Holy Spirit. It's not been given to you to know all things. We're in the process of knowing all things. Don't get me wrong. But you can't judge a church that you don't know the end of. And that's the problem. Every man goes through a season and then converts and gives his life to Christ. You must pray for people and not castigate them. And not relegate them. And not judge them too quickly because you don't know. So it's our responsibility to pray. Now Saul of Tarsus thought he was doing God a favor by persecuting the church. When Christ appeared to him, Christ told him, you are persecuting me. How? Because the body and the head is one. When you speak against the body, you speak against the head. And that was his conversion. But watch this. So in 14, verse 19, the Bible says, And there came Peter, certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who protected the people, and having stoned Paul, the same Paul who 
you know, stood and took jackets ready to stone a young man, you know, a young evangelist. This same Paul is facing the same thing. Now, listen, when these people throw stones, you don't survive it. Nobody in history of the Jews throwing stones had ever survived this. It was like a firing squad. When they cast the stones, they make sure you were dead before they let you go. So the Bible says, having stoned Paul, drew, um, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. He was dead. Believe it, Paul was dead. But how was he revived? Look at the next verse, verse 20. How be it? As the disciples stood around him, what do you think they were doing around him? What do you think disciples were doing around Paul? They held hands and they began to pray. <laughs> and the Bible says, oh, we got the power of the praying church, right? You know, how be it? I love the King James. How be it? As the disciples stood around about him, he rose up. How be it that he rose up and came into the city? The next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. They stoned him to death. But when the church gathered together, held hands and prayed, the Bible says he came back to life. That's the power of a praying church. And that's what the church needs to go back to. The place of consecration and sanctification and, and prayers. Sometimes let our service be about praying and talking to God. Let's come to the place where we realize that we're in a season where our voice is the only voice coming out of the earth to change the world. Without prayer, there is no power. For the power of the Acts of Apostles to return. The church needs to pray again like the Acts of the Apostles. Go back to that. Thank God for the social gatherings. Thank God for the, the, the supposed spiritual gatherings that become social gatherings. But even in those gatherings, if we choose to pray, there is a God in heaven still there to answer. Pray. The Bible says pray without season. Without, without just pray. Just pray. It's power in the church. Let's stop the talk. It's too much. And pray. It's time for our mouth to hand over to our knees. It's time to get down on knees and, and intercede on behalf of the people of the world. Intercede on behalf of the church itself. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for today. We just give you praise. Once again, we're coming, bringing this um, broadcast to an end. I, I'd like to speak very quickly to anyone out there. You haven't given your life to Christ yet. You know, um, a, a, a hymn says, um, What shall wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now that blood has been shed for us already. So I want you right now, if you're out there, you haven't given your life to Christ, or you don't know what I'm talking about, I would like to give you this, I would like to share this opportunity with you for you to give your hearts to Christ, your life to Jesus. All you got to do is just repeat after me and bow your heads and be prepared to take the next step. What is the next step you're asking after these prayers? It's for you to find a gathering of believers and begin to fellowship with them. Make sure they believe in the word of God and they teach the word of God and begin to fellowship with them. Let us pray. Just bow your heads if you want to give your heart to Christ. You know, and I'll pray with you. Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, today I accept you into my life as my Lord and personal Savior. Come into me, Lord Jesus. Change my heart. Change my life. Change everything about me. I want to serve you, God. 
I want to follow you, Jesus. My life is yours. From this day henceforth, I'm a brand new man. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Thank you, Jesus. I give my life to you. Accept me. Take me. Change me. And use me. All for your glory, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, I thank you for everyone who said this prayer right now. A prayer of conversion of a sinner turned into a saint. Thank you for their lives, God. For better things are happening right now, even in their lives. I thank you because you are healing them, Lord. You are restoring them to better things. You are bringing them closer to the kingdom for those joy in heaven over one soul that repents. Thank you because those have come to know you, God. I celebrate them, Lord, today, God, because greatness, oh God, begins in their lives from this day henceforth. In Jesus' name. And if there's anybody out there, you're sick in your body, you're going through some pain, situations, whatever it is, I'd like to pray with you. I want you to put your hands wherever that pain is, where you feel that pain, as we pray together, as we release power. That's what prayer means. Prayer means releasing power. As we release power, put your hands where you feel that pain. In the name of Jesus, I command every pain to lose its hold over your life right now. In the name of Jesus. For the Bible says, whosoever the Son of Man shall set free, the same is free indeed. I proclaim wherever you are right now, you are healed completely from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. I command healing in your body in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every sickness, every disease, every pain right now. I command you to flee from this body. As you listen right now, I command you in the name of Jesus to be made whole in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, because I know you hear me always, God. Thank you, mighty God. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Before I leave you today, please, if you need to reach the Rock Place and to contact us, um, we have a website. It's www.therockplace.org. It's on the bottom of the screen. Just go ahead and just go all the way to the website and just, you know, send us a text, send us an email. You know, there's a number there to also reach us at. If you need to reach us for fellowship or counsel, or you're going to be part of this forum, you just want to be a blessing, you know, go ahead. All the information is out there, you know, um, and I know that God will begin to do a new thing in your life in the name of Jesus. Also, when this all ends, we're going to be having live fellowship again. Amen. We're going to be coming together again. Hallelujah. We're praying concerning that too, that, too, that in, in, in a couple of weeks, you know, the Lord shall bring, you know, his word to perfection and we shall be able to gather together again. And I can't wait to, to give hugs, you know, and give handshakes and to, you know, just enjoy God's presence. Amen. Once again, so I encourage you, if, if you are home home right now you you don't know what to do please go to our website there's so much um activity so much information there on on our meeting times you know via zoom and facebook live you know we're about to start a fellowship you know um certain kind of fellowship at certain hours of the day where you can go on and join in and call in and be part of what the lord is doing god bless you i see you next week remain blessed amen